1: All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch.
0: Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, welcome back everybody. It's 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer with you along with Brendan Escott. You know, the boys at Brentridge did some such a great job selling their trucks and SUVs that they're in need of more. The time is now for you to trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright. Whatever is best for you. Remember, the 2023 order bank is open for F-150s and SUVs as well. Go see Uncle Milt, Rich Johnny, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaski. And tell them Oilers now sent you. And... The best pizza in the city, still making it great. Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list 15 Edmonton area locations. Go online at RoyalPizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. All right, here we go. Um... Uh, Okay, well, that's interesting. Just getting a little bit of an update on something that has absolutely nothing to do with the Edmonton Oilers, but is intriguing with another organization uh, in the league. Just before uh, we go to Terrell Spitzer uh, to talk about a new initiative that's coming out right now, Uh, this text comes in from Cactus Jack. He says, Bob, two of the three best players in the league, a terrific top six, a solid bottom six, a steady defense core, a goaltending duo that's playing well and gets along. This is Boring Radio Today. Maybe you should uh, be talking about vaccine mandates. <laughs> None, that's not going to happen. Without further ado, we are going to go off to our headliner today. Uh, courtesy of the folks at Hawk's Beef Jerky, it just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome to the show from the Junior Hockey Prospects League, Terrell... Spitzer is going to join us here on Oilers now. Hello, Terrell. How you doing? Hey, Bob. Good. How are you? Good. All right. What? What exactly? Tell me what this is. Explain to me what the Junior Hockey Prospects League is. So
1: the Junior Prospects Hockey League, or you know, we're we're kind of shortening down to JPHL or even the JP, is uh, a bantam and while well, U fifteen, U fourteen. And a U18 um, hockey league uh, that's been created from um, our ownership group, Silent Ice, uh, which operates, you know, other other uh, minor hockey leagues.
0: And is it so? in Silent Ice own the Seattle Thunderbirds in the Western Hockey League. They still have Spruce Grove Saints as well. They do, yeah, as well as the Stony Plain Eagles. Okay, so. Yeah. And is this so? This is a league that you've gone and created. Is, is there? Are you in in basically working with, or are you sort of challenging other current organizations out there in terms of securing the best uh, kids? Or is it a different platform or a different opportunity for kids to play? What is what is exactly does it do?
1: Yeah. So it's a it's a you know where our ownership group has been a fan of. um you know, hockey development and, uh, I mean, a pretty innovative group. Um, Some of the people that got together, you know, they they were trying to figure out ways to make, uh, you know, uh, elite hockey or elite hockey streams maybe more um, affordable for families. And we had a bunch of, you know, guys come together and and put their heads together and come up with a model that um, kind of supported that. So it is a a high school hockey model. Um, So there's, you know, daytime training, Uh, It does tie in with your your academics and athletics. And um, we have uh, kind of our, it's our own kind of development model. So, you know, we have different hub locations throughout Pacific Canada uh, where we're training these athletes and then we all come together for showcase experiences to to provide our competition. Um, But we're all, the way we see it is we're all kind of working together as one program not necessarily rival teams or you know, within the league.
0: So I, I grew up at a time in Edmonton when you had, I played for the Southside Athletic Club. I wasn't any good, but I played for this, and it was expensive. Uh, I, I played in the first year that there was midget AAA in the province of Alberta, which was 1982-83, and it was about 5000 bucks at that time to play midget AAA in the province. So you had the Southside, you had the Canadians, you had the KC's, uh, and you had the Maple Leafs, and basically they each had one midget AAA team that year and two AA minors uh, teams. And I got f- shuttled up and down between the AAA and the AA minor. I was a 16 year old. You're only allowed three 16 year olds on on the AA minor team because it was supposed to be uh, a developmental model. Even back to, and I brought this up with Stuart Skinner earlier on the show, you know, I saw Stu play uh, for Taylor Harnett and the Southside Bantam Triple Team during the 12 13. Uh, season, and at that time, they were still retaining most of the best players. That is not the case anymore. You talk about these schools. what What are these schools and some of these programs? maybe not yours, but what are they, what what are some of these uh, programs out there running for in terms of costs for kids out there?
1: Well, yeah. When you look at uh, Western Canada, and, and they're and they're kind of spread out, right from you know Vancouver Island, right right into Manitoba, and, and I think you know a, there's an eastern presence as well. I mean, you're anywhere between twenty to seventy thousand uh, dollars between your hockey and your academics. So that's that, that can be challenging for a lot of families. Um, you know, there's a lot of good hockey players that um, you know played professional levels when you talk to them, and they say, "Geez, like I, I don't know if I could make it today." Uh, with the hockey landscape today Uh, i I too was also a south side athletic club uh, player and you know i was able to kind of go through go through that those uh you know those channels and at at that time it was pretty 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 easy pretty straightforward in terms of how you progress through hockey um you know as time's gone on uh, private hockey has come into play and And, uh, you know, I also coached, I actually coached against uh, Stuart Skinner and and Taylor Harnett in in the Bantam AAA League. And and they did have a lot of the top players. But when private hockey came in and people saw a model where they could uh, train and develop, you know, four or five days a week, uh, you know, within school hours, I think people just saw that as, you know, people have multiple kids and you're running around and uh, just made it very easy on the lifestyle. Um, unfortunately, one of the, one of the biggest things is not everybody could, you know, participate in that because, uh, not everybody could be, uh, you know, have the finances to, to maybe do that with, and if they had multiple kids and multiple kids in hockey, it just made it very, very difficult to do. Um, so that was something that our ownership group challenged us with is, Hey, how do we, uh, how do we, how do we try and make the game better? Um, you know, and, and we want to try and, uh, find a way where, those motivated athletes, those driven athletes that do want to train as much as that, but the families don't quite have the, the financial capability to maybe to do that, you know, what what could we provide in order to to allow those players and those families still be able to get that level of training. Uh, and that's where we came up with our model.
0: All right. So junior hockey prospects. Like, so instead of saying, be, say it being 25,000 bucks, how much less is it? Like, is it, is it a fifth of that cost? Is it, you know, what, what are we talking? Like, is it substantially less money? Yeah. It's
1: uh well, it's, it's 12,500. Like, you, you know, it, it is still quite a bit of money.
0: Um,
1: but you know, that it, it does, it, you know, these, uh, the way we the way we train the players, I mean, it does ca- come at a cost. Um, yep. There's only so much you, c- you can do with it, and uh, but yeah, it's it's twelve thousand five hundred if you're if you're in uh, kind of a public school, and then if you have a school that has an added tuition, it's uh, fifteen thousand five hundred.
0: Okay, uh, and where do you have locations throughout Western Canada?
1: Yeah, so we're we're on we're on the island in Victoria. Uh, we're in Langley. We're in Williams Lake, um, Kelowna. Edmonton, Calgary, Lloyd Minister, and Lethbridge.
0: Okay, uh, and you, there's there's and how many total teams do you guys have, Terrell?
1: In in each division, it's a little bit different. Uh, it was our inaugural year this year. Um, there are challenges anytime you're you know you're a first year program. Uh, so at our U18 division, we have eight teams. At our U15 divisions, we have five teams. In our U14 division, we have six teams. And we've just done our declaration for next year, uh, which uh, you know we'll be able to announce internally, and then we'll be able to announce externally for for growth.
0: So, so when I look at U18, the first thing that crosses my mind is: aren't the most of the kids that, at that stage that are playing? Aren't they playing major, junior, or junior A? Uh,
1: yeah, for sure. And and the ones that uh, and the ones that aren't that are trying to get there. You yeah. know, They they got to they got a pick where where they feel is the best spot for you know everybody has one job every year um in terms of you know if they if they're driven athletes is where can I go to get better and um you know there's a lot of factors that come into that decision and we just want to be uh you know one of those options for for athletes that are looking at uh, you know where they choose to develop
0: okay uh for parents out there that might have kids that are you know going in this direction how do I get a hold of you Terrell? yeah the,
1: the best thing to do is to, uh, to visit the website juniorprospectshockeyleague.com. dot com um, there 'll be contact information uh, on there as well as you can email info at junior hockey uh, sorry junior dot com and uh, and our commissioner and, and admin staff can kind of answer all your questions that you may have
0: all right well I wish you the best of luck with it it 's certainly been a considerably changing landscape on uh, the amateur front over the course of the last decade. Thanks for your time, Terrell. Thanks, Bob. You bet. you bet. That is uh, Terrell Spitzer who joined us from the Junior Hockey Prospects League. It's 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 interesting, frankly. It's I can't even fathom it. Uh, but then when I think back to you know the early 1980s and um, moving into Edmonton from the Acreage and. John Belcourt telling my mother that it was going to cost five thousand dollars to play in the Southside Athletic Club Triple A team. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" I had no idea that it was, and I was not a good enough player where the other parents would step up. That happened with Nugent Hopkins when he was playing in Burnaby. The the other families assisted in uh, in in helping him uh, on his journey uh, during some challenging times, and I'm sure that still happens today. But Brendan, do you ever think? Um, It's kind of become, I'm not sure the players are necessarily better. They just come from greater financial support. And as a result, does it create a different type of kid or is that an unfair, uh, uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, So here's Silent Ice and they're basically trying to have a developmental model that's a little less expensive. And still, still was able to, uh, you know, and I know some of the instructors, like Sean Bell's involved with that program. Sean's a great guy. He can, you know, was an unbelievable physical talent that had a lengthy pro career. He's part of one of the greatest world junior teams of all time in 2005. But I, I don't know about you, Matt. Like, when you were growing up, in, you were in Kamloops, right? Do you yeah. have any
2: clues to how much it costs to play at the top level of competitive for sure. I mean, I was I played just below that. I was a double A player, so yeah. you know I had I can remember doing a, what was called a math expo project on it. So think of your science fair, but for mathematics. So we budgeted out a year worth of rep hockey between you know, travel and hotels, and this must have been in two thousand and four. So and uh, it's same idea, about six thousand dollars even at that point to pay. Yeah. To, to play and that's you know it, it's because of the nature of the game and the gear and the everything that's required the rink space and that sort of thing i don't know that we're ever going to get it to an incredibly affordable no, no, no. thing it's right? not soccer it y- isn't y- it's not like soccer is one piece of equipment yeah period you know, I, I so that year that I played, so Stu McGregor,
0: who was later the GM in Camloops and was an Oilers head scout, he had a coach the double A minor team. John Belcourt was the midget triple coach at that time. Yeah, and it was fifteen hundred to play double A minor and five thousand to play midget triple in nineteen eighty two, eighty three. 83 Fifth, so and that didn't include the equipment, right? Um I mean I <laughs> my centerman Guy Gadowski is the head coach at Penn State. I won't even I think it's I think for an out-of-state student at Penn State, it's thirty-seven thousand bucks, unless you don't get a scholarship. If you get a scholarship, it's a little bit different. But I just I can't even I can't even fathom what it would be like for parents that would have multiple boys that are from middle-class families. Like I, I, it's got to be incredibly boys and girls because girls play too. I've got um, my uh, my neighbor's daughter was one uh, at one time one of the best female players in the province of Alberta. And she's playing at Grant McEwen right now. And it was expa- – I was just shocked. Like, how do I – you know, then I heard that there was instructors at some of these schools making like $100,000 a year. Like, you're you're, you're getting paid over a dollars a year as an instructor at these schools? Really? Is that true? I, I don't know. I mean, somebody inferred to me that that was – I mean, there's WHL teams <laughs> – couple years ago that weren't paying $100,000 a year for a head coaching job. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm out to lunch. You tell me. Uh, anyways, it is an interesting. We wish those guys the best of luck. They have, I, I will say this, they've run a, the Seattle team that Silent Ice has, they lost their first game this weekend. They went up to Prince George. That's, Prince George has got a decent team this year in the Western Hockey League. That's Reed Schaefer's team. I think they they're doing something right with Seattle in terms of the competitive nature of the kids that they have on their team because they got a hard, tough team. Lucas Siona, by the way, the Calgary Flames draft pick signed this weekend. He's had a great start to the year. Schaefer had a very quiet weekend for the uh, Edmonton winners. We'll get to some of your texts. When we return, it's 149 in Edmonton.
2: Another
1: day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
0: As some of you know, I keep an eye on the Baltimore Ravens. Even though Lamar Jackson didn't play for Alabama, my entire fantasy team, it's a, a heritage pool, so you keep you know large percentage of your players year by year. Uh, they're all Alabama guys. As an example, yesterday I had to make a decision between Jalen Hurts and Tua Viola Went with Tua because they were playing the Lions. Um, The Baltimore Ravens have acquired linebacker Roquan Smith. He's a former Alabama Crimson Tide from the Chicago Bears, in exchange for second and fifth round picks. Wasn't Roquan at Georgia? Was he at Georgia? Was was that the which? Was he at Georgia? Yeah. Who am I thinking of? Who's a safety that Alabama had? That played at the Bears, scored a bunch of touchdowns, the one uh, on returns, like fumble returns and interception returns a couple years ago. Eddie Jackson? Eddie, nice work. Eddie Jackson. I'm a quiet NFL guy. So so the the Ravens, this guy's a pretty good player, isn't he? How long ago was Rook on there?
2: Like, it's, it's in the last three or four years, wasn't it? It, it, yeah, he's like a. He leads the league in tackles right now. I can't believe this trade because it was for a second and a fifth round pick. Yeah. <laughs> what are the Bears doing?
0: <laughs> well, the Ravens just got better. Do you agree on that? And their defense had not been as. I mean, let's face it, they they won a couple Super Bowls based on defense and they've not been as good on defense this year. Hey, how about they go get a wide receiver that can make a play? Just once.
2: Yeah. Well, you saw that Rashad Bateman's going to be able to. Yeah. Yeah, now, so yeah, they, yeah. They need one now. They
0: genuinely need one. Minnesota for Bateman, by the way. Um, no, it's it's crazy uh, in terms of. Do you ever think in the back of your mind when you see stuff like that, like Lamar's negotiating his own deal, right? And they haven't gone out, gone gone out and got himself. It's not like he's throwing balls up to AJ Brown like Jalen Hurts is. Did you watch any of that game yesterday between the Steelers and the uh, Eagles?
2: Yeah, I, I was on red zone, so I saw it. Like, he threw up two air balls, and the guy went and got the ball for him.
0: Like, do you, do you think Lamar's got that sort of—I mean, he's got a good tight end, who's banged up right now, Mark Andrews, but it, it'll, be, uh, it'll be interesting. Is, are there teams
2: you won't watch? Yeah, oh, God, I don't really love the Lions. I mean, you can typically find as a fantasy football player, you can typically find a reason to watch pretty yes. much any game, even for a few minutes. But uh, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't watch any of the Sunday Nighter last night. I not I didn't care for it. Yeah, well, the Bills are good.
0: They got a good team, and. Aaron Rodgers always looks like he's got one toe out of Green Bay, doesn't he, right now? Oh, we got a game tomorrow. we get got the Nashville Predators. Uh, tomorrow's show is a fluid show, but we will tell you that Frank Saravalli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, this is your last weekend to catch live thoroughbred racing at Century Mile, live racing Friday and Saturday. Information at thehorses.com. Frank will be on the show. We'll have somebody from Nashville. Still fluid situation there. And Keith Gretzky with an update on where the orders are at on the farm. He will join us at 135 tomorrow. Uh, we got to go to List Oilers. History for New West Travel It's January. Join the Oilers now on a three-night road trip to Vegas to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. I know where I was on this date. What happened back in 1995?
2: 1995, appropriately, the team was playing the New Jersey Devils. The Oilers beat them 2-1 on goals by Jason Arnott and David Oliver. Billy Ranford making 39 saves. I was working for Roland, who's still
0: the same producer for the Devils all these years later. Uh, down at at uh, the old Northlands Coliseum. There you go. 27 years ago today, I was doing funk court for the Devils when they were in town.
2: Reed Wilkins has inside sports night. What's it got shaking, Brendan? You'll hear from uh, regular NHL hockey on Rogers analyst Kelly Rudy tonight. Up next, a global news weather
0: traffic update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then 6.30, chat Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Up next, yeah, we'll be back at her tomorrow.